the timeless battle of good versus evil. But can Nocturne fill the shoes of its predecessor? We're going to talk about it as we cover Castlevania Nocturne this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody. Cody. We're back. We're back. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's been a while, but I guess it really hasn't. But we're just all in this weird schedule, you know, now that you're, you know, you're working all the time, like, like some fucking jabron, some gabagool over here. I know, just a regular old, regular old jabroni now. I, yeah, we've just I'm been on telling. like a weird, I don't know, our schedule hasn't been as consistent as we'd like, and you know, mm-hmm. whether that's, that's right. you know, I've been working, you got sick, like we just, but we, you know, we're, we're, we'll have it all sorted out eventually, right? Indeed, indeed, and you know, we, we always find a way to make it work. I'm, I'm not going to miss any of this uh, anime, which of course, that's what we are here to cover on Shonen and Suds. I'm Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. <laughs> Late to the punch. Oh, Cody's on a, he's on a lag there, <laughs> no, but that's all right. My, my fault, Chris. I was reading up on uh, our, our poll winner that we have here, which we'll get to that in just a second. Oh, nice. nice. Absolutely. Nice recovery. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got the... Uh, you know, we've got a poll. We've got a poll winner this week. We've actually got some news to talk about on the cast. And, uh, you know, obviously we're covering Castlevania Nocturne. That's one we were really excited about. Um, I think it falls flat in a lot of areas, but I think it also does some things really well. Um, you know, I don't want to dive too much into it right yet, but it's worth watching. But I wasn't as excited. And I have I don't know if I'm going to watch it again until the next season comes out. Um, kind of like how I did with the first Castlevania. Like once I finished it, I just went right back into it. This one, eh, I think, I think it's, uh, it's fine. I, I think it's fine, but it's not like, it's not like that, that S tier just must. It, it's okay. Shit. I, I'm kind of mincing my words here. No, I, I think I, it's worth watching, but I don't think it's the must watch that the OG Castlevania anime was. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think if you watch this one first, you're doing great. Now just go watch the original, and it's going to blow you away. Um, yes. This one is still very, very much like it's still a good show, still a worthwhile yes. watch. I really don't have a lot of gripes about it, um, mm-hmm. e- except for some of the characters. I think we're probably my only gripe, um, and, w- and we'll kind of touch on that mm-hmm. here in a little bit. Um, but definitely, you know, if you haven't seen it, obviously this is a newer, newer anime, um, mm-hmm. so. Spoilers is, ahead. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, we are gonna we're gonna rip this series apart, um, and we're gonna talk about all all of the all of the spoilies of probably both Castlevania series. So I would say, you know, just in case we mention the first series, maybe watch that as well. Which you should have already seen that by now if you're listening to us. Um, mm. Yeah, if you haven't seen Castlevania Nocturne, this is your this is your spoiler warning. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna t- we're gonna break it down. We're gonna talk about all eight episodes of that. Uh, like like we said, we do have a a poll winner, which I guess we're gonna we're about to cover the news anyhow, Chris. So I can I can let the cat out of the bag. Here. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just uh, why don't we just go right into it? You know, we did say we were gonna be doing a bunch of spooky stuff for October. So uh, Cody, what won this week's poll? Well, Chris, uh, it was Blood the Last Vampire um, from I believe it's yeah, here by a landslide. Yeah, with eighty percent of the vote. Um, oh, geez. Which you know, it's probably the most well known out of the ones we. We chose maybe Wicked City is probably up there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Russ Boomer's Wicked City is kind of you know required viewing. Oh, I mean Wicked City's on every you know horror anime mm-hmm. 
top 15 top 20 list that i've ever seen so um you know and we'll we'll of course we'll get to that eventually um oh of course this week we're gonna be covering blood the last vampire i was you know what i got hung up on earlier chris i was going through the reddit trying to figure out how to watch it you know kind of like legally right you know without going to the dark side um it looks like we might have to do we might have to break out the old voodoo app again we haven't, oh, had to, we haven't had to go man. to Voodoo in a long time, but let me see. Oh, man. I think, what, what was the last thing we watched on Voodoo? What, like the Parasite movie? Yeah, the Parasite, uh, both the Parasite movies, which... Holy shit. Honestly, I didn't, like, uh, we enjoyed those. I, I didn't hate Voodoo. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, it looks yeah, like... It, it was an app. I, yeah, exactly. Blood the Last Vampire, I'm seeing the live action. I want to know... I'm I'm gonna be kind of periodically looking to try and find this. Worst comes to worst, we might have to do the old uh, go to the dark web and I'll just stream it to you via Discord and we'll just watch it together. Well, I mean, we'll figure out a way, you know. Hey, we'll we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I'm looking. I'm only seeing a live action. Mm. I'll, I'll keep looking as we're. Uh... What's this? Oh. Uh oh. Is this it? Yeah, I forgot there. I forgot there was a live action. Yeah, well, I was kind of hoping we could do like watch each one. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, say less. I'm in. Just trying to find the the anime one is not the easiest, so I'm gonna keep looking as we go on with the podcast. But Blood, the Last Vampire, mm-hmm. uh, did win the poll. We will figure out a way to um to watch it because <laughs> it's a it's a good movie. Um, and uh, but yeah, that's that was it. But then we also decided that what we're gonna do is, um, since we were just gonna whatever we did after that was gonna be whatever got the second most votes, which in this case was Biohunter. So we're gonna go Blood the Last Vampire into Biohunter, and we I think we're gonna why don't we save the live action Blood for like the holidays when we need a movie in a pinch. That sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll put a we'll put a pin in that one for now. Um... Yeah, but it'll be a pin we actually like want to watch. It won't be like the Yu Yu Hakusho movie <laughs> right. where we're just gonna like put Ugh. that off until forever. <laughs> but yeah, we that's, that that's what we'll be watching next week. Now, Chris, we do got a little bit more news than just that. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the big one, well, one of the big ones, is this new Dragon Ball series that was revealed. Um, you, yes, you, um... you sent me the message about it. Um, and I can't. I don't think we talked about it last week's podcast. Obviously, we're, our schedules have been kind of kind of mixed up. Yeah, I don't think we had heard about it before that. But basically, man, like it's like they're taking the GT route. Like everybody's like kids, and you know, I don't want to watch Dragon. I don't want to watch Muppet Babies Dragon Ball Z edition. Yeah, um, I, I I think Akira Toriyama thought this was going to be like everyone was going to love it, and I mean, you know. Me, Chris, I, I, I saw this and I was like, this looks terrible. Like, it looks great. Like, animation-wise, it looks fantastic. But, like, the premise, yes. I'm, I'm good. I don't... This yeah. show was terrible when it was GT. It looks... It's like, oh, but everybody's a kid now. It's like, I don't want... Like you said, it's not... Like, it, it feels like it's a spin babies, man. It's like watching, like... If, if you're a Naruto fan and you're excited for the next part of Naruto... But instead, they come out and they reveal Rock Lee and his Ninja Pals, which is a spinoff of Naruto. But it's very clearly a spinoff, like, joke show. Mm-hmm. But, like, Akira Toriyama like... coming out of retirement for this, or, you know, whatever he's, his current yeah. employment status is, like, this is not it. And not only that, Chris, I you know, my, mm-hmm. my roommate Josh and my buddy Alex, 
they both read the mm-hmm. manga for Dragon Ball, and they're like, this isn't <laughs> what... Like, they've been gassing up these chapters for Super, like, bro, you gotta... Yeah, dude, I, I hear Super just keeps getting better and better. Like, fucking give us that. Yeah, like, give this, us that. this is like, not that. Know. Like, I, I'm, we're hearing about Vegeta getting new power-ups. It's like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not not baby new, Vegeta. New villains. Yeah, like right. I I don't want these fuck. I don't want Muppet babies, man. Like, I want like give us more Super. Um, I actually like Dragon Ball Super. Like the Tournament of Power was awesome. Yeah, I, like, um, I like Dragon Ball Super. Keep going. I, I I'm to the point where Dragon Ball. Everybody's just gonna. We're just gonna go to new planets, and everybody's just gonna auto be stronger. Like I, yeah. the, the story for Dragon Ball is shot right. But you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just give us cool fights on, on him. We'll be okay. Like, yeah, just just like just let Goku fucking put everybody in the worst position possible because he wants to fight somebody at their full strength. Then he gets fucking ranched, and then he has to go back and power up, and then he wins. Like that. That's what I want. Just that's all I need. That's yeah, a very easy solution. We know the the Dragon Ball storyline that doesn't work is when Goku becomes a child, and um. Yeah. Well, uh, here we are. Uh, Dragon Ball GT <laughs> 2. <laughs> That's right. There we go. There we go. Sounds there like we the go. Worst, fucking up Dragon Ball. Sounds man. like the worst GameCube game I've ever heard of. But, um, you know. Yeah, it's so... I'll still watch it, and I hate that I will, but, you know. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm not, it's, again, I'm not happy about it, but I'll, I'll still, I'll give it a shake because I'm just. It's Dragon Ball. And, yeah, like Dragon Ball. You know, Dragon Ball. My whole life. Yeah, Dragon Ball's served its time. You know, when they put out something yeah, new, I'll go. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. Like, yeah, they they've earned the right for me to at least w- give it a fair shot. I'm not happy about it, but I'll do it. Um, you know, and Cody, that can just kind of segue us into the next piece of news. Thinking of shit we're not happy about. Obviously, we're just coming off of uh, you know, one of the greatest anime of all time, Yu Yu Hakusho. But uh, you know, coming down the home stretch, we you know they couldn't stick the landing. You know, but again, giant asterisk next to it. We're we're talking personal, real life issues that we just had to rush through shit. But uh, but uh, Cody, what we're not going to rush through is uh, we've got a live action uh, Yu Yu Hakusho on Netflix. It's airing in December. And uh, Chris, I honestly forgot that this got announced. Um, yeah, and I guess it's one of those things that I I hadn't watched it when this got announced. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. now that you know, I've seen all of Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, while we have our our gripes about the end, um, definitely still one of those like iconic, inspirational shonen anime. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Chris, <laughs> brother, <laughs> these that, characters, that, ain't, that ain't the cool bar I know, sir. That, not my cool bar, no, sir. I don't know who that no. guy is. Like that's right. I look at the characters and I'm just like, oof. Like <laughs> that uh, ain't Blake Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> Blake Griffin is questioning retirement. I think Blake Griffin would have been a shoe in for the Kuwabara role. Oh, um, just, you're hired. Walk right on set and immediately get the part. Yeah, like it would have just been like, I don't know. Um, but you know, it, the characters look a little rough. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, if this, you know, One Piece obviously is the thing it's going to immediately get compared to, which obviously One Piece was received very well for a live action anime, which, you know, those are, yeah. those are a dime a dozen. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. And th- this one, I ha- I have, I have lower expectations. I guess oh, uh, my expectations are at the floor when it comes to live action anime. But this yeah. one especially, obviously, right. One Piece they put hundreds of millions of dollars into. I don't know if Yu Yu Hakusho is getting that same treatment. Um, it doesn't look like it. But you know, we'll we'll give it a fair shake, Chris. You know, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll it'll be great. 
maybe they'll... I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm they, they here's the thing. This and I and I am deadly fucking serious when I say this. If I cut that at that first episode on and I am not greeted with smile bomb as the intro, I'm out. I'm just immediately out. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, there are, there are some things that like, like, here's the thing. I'm all for them telling whatever story they want to tell. They don't have to follow the, the manga or the original anime. But one thing you do have to do, like of all the things Cowboy Bebop did wrong, you know what they did right? They put the fucking iconic intro on there. That's all that like they they will. It's like Cody. It's like spelling your name right on the SATs, right? All they all you <laughs> show has to do is fucking put smile bomb in the beginning of every episode, and they're at least halfway there at that point. Like people will stick around, but the minute like there's something that isn't smile bomb at the start of that, you're just people are going to just go right back out to that Netflix menu and probably remove it from their list and never look back. I will be one of those people. Yeah, it's it's definitely a requirement. So hopefully they'll they'll get that right. Honestly, I haven't yeah. I haven't looked up too much about it. I just looked up what Kuwabara looked either. like, and I was like, oh fuck no. <laughs> um, uh huh. That's exactly uh my consensus. But yeah. But. Um, we do have some uh, good news, Chris. Actually, you know what? I'll save the good news because we got a little bit more sad news. Um, and that is talking about um physical DVDs. Looks like Best Buy is closing. Closing down shop when it comes to Blu-rays and DVD sales. So. Oh really? Really? Yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know the last time well, I bought a Blu-ray or a DVD, but honestly, we I, have this uh, we I, have this second-hand store. It's a like a chain called Second and Charles, where you can buy like games and books. It's one of those type of like shops, and they have a plethora of like Blu-rays and DVDs. So yeah, I bought a Blu-ray copy of fucking Quarantine for three dollars. So you know what I mean? That was like a month ago. But yes, otherwise. I'm not beating down the door for the new Blu-ray release, you know? Yeah, honestly, anime is what I care about owning. And it's not even that I don't, like... I, I don't need to own the animated DVDs. It's just something I want on the shelf as, like, you know, a conversation piece or, you know... Yes. Um, or when the power goes out. Or not the power goes out. Like, say your internet goes out or something, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, I think the last DVDs I probably bought might have been from Best Buy. Mm -hmm. Or like a V stock or something like that, but like Best Buy usually yeah. has like the cool like I think my my like collector's edition of Your Name I think I got at Best Buy a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know, and, and it just sucks. You know, we're obviously we support the physical market, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to games. Like I don't know about you, Chris. I'm pretty sure you're a, you're a physical gamer. Like you want your. It depends. Um, I'm not as much as I used to be. Um, okay. just because like. Just because I don't want to have to put on pants, and it's so it's a lot of times in my position, it's easier for me to like when it releases, just pre-download it, go to bed, and when I wake up, oh hey, because I, I haven't stayed up to play a game at mid at midnight since. Oh fuck, I can't even tell you the last game I stayed up to play for like a midnight release or whatever. Um, it's been a long time. You were but um for Call of Duty Modern Warfare back in 2010. <laughs> it could have been. And the only reason I was because I was working at GameStop at the time part time, and I did all I ran like all the midnight events and midnight releases and stuff like that. Oh, um, so I, I think it was I think Modern Warfare Three was like the last time I was up for like a midnight release. 
Ah, oh, Chris, the last great year of life was that a nice GameStop midnight release of a Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think that was the last time. Simpler um, times for sure. Um, indeed, yeah, but uh, but in some instances, yes, I do want the physical media. Yeah, uh, for like my favorite series, like I'll pick up Resident Evils, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Those are my three. The rest I could really care less about. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely try to get physical. Um, that sounded weird. <laughs> get physical. Physical. <laughs> physical. That's uh, that's exactly where my mind went. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of another big store getting rid of DVDs. It looks like. I mean, we have Walmart and Target and a few other like kind of big retailers. No, and then you, and then it, you have those. So funny. You have those secondary no, shops, like you were saying. Um. Yeah, but it is funny though. Like I, I'm truly surprised that Best Buy is just not bolting the doors in 2023 i can't even tell you the last time i set foot in a best buy at all um let alone like just thought about going to best buy because i don't know i feel like of all the stores that were like punished by you know just how easy it is to shop online i feel like best buy took the fucking they took the headbutt on that one they, they took the biggest the biggest fucking f5 on that one um, but like, I don't know. So yeah, I no. feel like them losing Blu-rays and DVDs is probably like the first nail in the coffin. I- I'm sure they sell a lot of mobile devices and that's probably where their bread and butter is now like cell phones and shit. But this ain't like, this ain't the, this ain't the, the, the release date of the PlayStation two. People aren't trampling each other to get into Best Buy anymore. Um, and then to piggyback off that a little bit more, like, if you have you next last time I've been in Walmart, like their DVD section is always just like a ghost town, right? Like it's always like there here's a here's a, a a new Blu-ray, and then like five empty racks, and then like another Blu-ray, and then like the five dollar and less bin is like overflowing with like fucking copies of GI Joe Retaliation. It's <laughs> it's just wild. I hate how like. <laughs> Precisely accurate. <laughs> yes. Um, it's unreal. Now Walmart does have a nice little selection of animes that I've seen. I usually mm-hmm. never buy it, but I just like to walk by and be like, "Oh, look at those cool anime." All right. Well, mm-hmm. in other news, like you just walk away. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, but... I think the last time I was at a Best Buy, the only time I ever go there is if there's something mm-hmm. I can't get on like Amazon Prime. Sure. Sure. That I like want in like those three days. Like if it's like a cable for like my PC or something, like I'll be like, Yes. Oh. Um or like I think I bought my iPad there like mm. two years ago or something like that. Um But yeah, I mean Best Buy I I don't know how they're open. I show up there on Black Friday. You'll find me at a Best Buy at every Black Friday. That's where I'll be picking up whatever the new hockey game is. That's what I that's what I do on Black Friday. Um but yeah, I I don't know how they stay open the other you know 364 days of the year. Um, yeah, I don't either. Well, you know, we'll see how we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on Best Buy. We'll see how they're doing. You know, stock wise, all that stuff. You know, as we move forward. Um, but right. Chris, we do have some good news, and you know, a movie that I will eventually own on DVD. Uh, Absolutely. And that is the Boy and the Heron. So um, the movie. The new Miyazaki movie, yes. Yeah, so we have a December 8th is the United States like worldwide release date. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, Obviously, there's a ton of early showings and 
you know, if you're at this film festival or whatever, the one we care about is December 8th. Um, and Chris, we have the English cast revealed and it is, it is filled to the brim with stars. Um, we got our boy Dave Batista, Batista bomb and his Baby. <laughs> into the Hayao Miyazaki catalog. We'd love to see that. Oh, there it is. Uh, we got fucking Batman, Christian Bale. We got William Defoe. Well, Chris, we got like... Hold on a minute. They, are these all superheroes and supervillains? Is that what this is? It might be, man. We've got the, the Green Goblin. Be. We've got Batman. We've got that guy from... Uh... Oh... Guardians of the Galaxy. We've got yeah. Luke Skywalker. We've got Edward from Twilight. I mean, this. Oh man! <laughs> of course, I'm talking Mark. He was also he was also bad. He was also Batman. Don't was forget. All, we have two Batmans in one movie. This is crazy. Oh brother, two Batman, one movie. This is going to be the greatest Miyazaki movie ever. Yeah, both Batmans, and you know, both good Batmans to be honest. Like you know, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, sure, I, I we agree. give we give him flack for Twilight, but damn but good have Batman. Ever seen Tenet? He was great in Tenet. Yeah, and a, and and a damn good Batman, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, just also, a, you know, you know, what, quick tangent here. You know what my favorite Robert Pattinson movie is? Oh, is it the? Have you ever, is it the nine eleven one? Yes, that movie's so fucking good. Have you seen it? Uh, no, but you you you've you've definitely oh, given it's it. So good. I say you've guessed it's it. It's so up. good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it's so good. You don't even know it's a nine eleven movie. You don't even know. It breaks your heart. (laughs) It breaks your fucking heart. You don't even know, Cody. You go through, by God, you go through the whole goddamn hour and a half movie. You think you're just getting this really great, like, slice of life, like, kind of, like, family's love story, just whatever. Then it's like, oh, fuck. Why is he there at this time? No. It was so good. Fuck. It's the (laughs) best movie ever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've oh, definitely. I've sorry, definitely, I got really excited. I was like, you've it's definitely so gone good. on. You've, you've gone on some rants before about that one. So, uh, fuck, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, definitely a star-studded cast, and of course, it comes out December eighth. So, I'll be in theaters. I don't know if I'll go on release date, but I'll definitely go. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I'll definitely go get myself some hot popcorn, maybe a nice cold Beepus. Even though I, I, I don't agree that we only have Beepus in uh, movie theaters now. Uh, now, Chris, for, for, who's <laughs> asked, do I have to kiss to get a Coca Cola around here? Man, you got to go to like the fucking Regal on Highway 94 or something. God, I got to run across the parking lot to the <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely excited for a new Studio Ghibli movie. And obviously, hey, I'm Miyazaki. You know, I, I can't wait for all the false articles that say he retired and then unretired like 28 times after this, like they always well, of do. Of course. And it's the official Studio Ghibli fan page that puts out all those bullshit fake articles. They they just do it to themselves. So, uh, exactly. Whoever's running that Facebook group, kick rocks sincerely. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, news wise, Chris. Now, um, you know, Chris, we've been we've been chatting, we've been rambling. I'm yeah, harsh, we've, we've been jawing off here. I'm I'm a thirsty boy, so Cody, I need to know. <clears throat> And the folks at home need to I hear you clearing your throat, so they got a desert going on over there. I've been eating these ruffles, oh, man. <laughs> oh, so now you're definitely thirsty. Well, let's go ahead and wash those fucking sour cream and onion ruffles down uh, with your beverage of choice. So, Cody, what are you drinking? God damn. <laughs> All right. It's explosions. Uh, a friendly, uh, you know, uh, uh, a frequent flyer here on the cast. Actually, maybe not so frequent Indeed. as of late, um, but definitely one of my go-to tall boys. 
kind of look mm-hmm. like a puss whenever you grab a can of this, but it, it's okay. I'll, I'll take I'll take those. Mike's jabs. hard lemonade, nice. Now, now I got me a, a nice truly fruit punch, Chris. Just <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that, dude. That shit's gas. Oh, it's it's so fucking good. Like I could drink these things every day. Um, it is the remember me of fucking truly flavors. That's for sure, dude. I don't even know why they make the regular Trulies anymore. Just make the fucking the Capri Sun Pack or whatever it's called. Like that's yeah, all exactly. Nobody wants to drink the TV static if it's not the lemonades or the fruit punch and the tropical punch. Like I'm I'm not buying it. So um, but they definitely like like the fruit punch just crushes it. It's so good, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a winner. Doing myself a nice tall boy of Truly fruit punch and um. Yeah, that's what I'm having today, Chris. What about you this evening? This it's late where you're at. What are you drinking, Chris? Indeed. Well, you know, Cody, I um, you know, we went to the store the other day. I, I picked up a new Mio flavor. I got peach iced tea. So I'm drinking vodka, peach tea, and water. So basically I'm just drinking like a fucking like a, a bellini, I believe is what they call that. But it's like a trailer park bellini is what I'm sipping on here. Uh but that peach tea Mio is fucking phenomenal. Oh, Chris, you know me. I'm I'm from the trailer park. I support any trailer park decisions. Um, oh, <laughs> even if you do have to just throw so together good. a drink, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, dude, it's oh, so good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had the peach tea meal. I've obviously had oh my, my fair God. share peach so tea, but no. Because I was like, it was I was like, you know, I want something. I I wanted that flavor. Like I I didn't know what to buy. I mean, you know, I always always toil over the alcohol aisle when I'm at the store because like I I, I always want to get something different. But I'm also a mood drinker. Like when I'm not hanging with the when I'm not hanging with the garage gang, I'm very much a mood drinker. Like you know, sometimes I want red wine. Sometimes I want fucking natty light. Sometimes I want a nice. It's getting into be stout season, so pretty soon I'm gonna be drinking stouts on the podcast. But like I was really wanting like a peach, like an iced tea kind of like. But I didn't want like a, a twisted tea or you know like a seltzer kind of thing. I, so I, I noodled it over, and as we were walking, we got to the mio, and I saw like a peach tea flavor. I was like, well, that's fucking perfect. So I just picked that up, and I made a drink almost almost immediately after getting home from the store, and it was like I was like. Yeah, Cody, you ever eat something or drink something and you're like, that is exactly what I wanted? This was, in fact, exactly what I wanted. The only, the only thing I wish I had, I take that back, the only thing I wish I had, I wish I would have bought a lemon so I could put like a fucking wedge of lemon in there. It would have been perfect. Like, absolutely perfect. That's right. You'll remember that next time at the store, but then there'll be a new, I will. you'll see a new flavor of Mio and, you know, the peach tea yep. will just be, you know. One that Just got a away. memory. Yeah. That's right. Um, That's right. And you know, Chris, actually, you know, while we have this audience here of, you know, the, the 20 people that maybe mm-hmm. will download this episode, Chris, That's I, got, right. I got a bone to pick with Taco Bell. Uh-huh. All right. This is way off. Oh, no. Oh, no. What the no, fuck? please, by all means. What are we doing over there? What is Taco Bell doing? Do, do they hate making customers happy? Do they hate having good food on their menu, Chris? Well, they took away the uh, the 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 beefy crunch burrito not, already. So. Yeah, let, yeah, that that's that's my first gripe is the beefy crunch burrito. Okay, <laughs> this thing that we've had to vote on like Twitter to get brought back to beat out the cool ranch that burritos. One in a talk. landslide, yeah. by the way. This vote was, I mean, our poll this week on Twitter was closer than this poll. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. like it was literally like point zero zero one percent wants the cool ranch burritos taco, which is a fine item, right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bashing right. if that's your thing, but know your but place. But the rest of the <laughs> fucking universe wanted 
the beefy like, crunch. I think we had aliens from the planet Grimthak <laughs> voting for the fucking for the fucking beefy crunch burrito. That's what I'm saying, Chris. The beefy crunch comes back, and I'm literally getting it every Wednesday. That's like my go-to. Like, uh-huh. like get off at nine on Wednesdays. Obviously, tonight we're doing the podcast, but I don't need to go to Taco Bell ever again because they just get rid of all the good things. <laughs> Um, it's like the best two bucks you can spend. And so it's gone, right? And so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm there. This is like two weeks ago. I'm just heartbroken in the in the drive-thru, but I got to I gotta make a decision. You know, a Crunchwrap Supreme is like $27 now, so you can't eat those anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know who right? can afford that. <laughs> like, um, Not me. And so I see there's this new chicken enchilada burrito. I'm like, oh, that sounds good because they get, rid, right. of, they get rid of everything chicken. There is no chicken on the menu anymore. And so I'm like, all right, let me get that. So, Chris, I get that. I get the beefy Frito burrito, which is just a beefy crunch burrito if somebody made the recipe wrong. Like, oh, no. That's, that's what a beefy Frito is. It's just, it's just like, it's all of the right ingredients and the wrong amounts. Like, it's just, they, what they do is they, they, they have the people make it blindfolded, and that's the, that is the beefy Frito burrito. Dude, it's like all Fritos on one side, all sour cream on the other. Like, oh no! I swear to God, it's just a beefy crunch burrito made incorrectly. Did you like park the car and get out and go inside? Like, what the fuck is this? No, Chris, because I've been ordering that since the last time they got rid of the beefy crunch burrito. Oh my god! So like, I know what I'm getting when I get that. Like, oh, I I, sometimes I just want to tell them, like, hey, could you just make this correctly and it'll be a beefy crunch burrito? But then they'll probably just spit my food. So. It's, it's like it's like you have the beefy crunch burrito. You have it here. You have. You can make it right now, dude. It pains me so much. Um, go rogue. Just do it. Yeah, brother. I'll pay double. I don't care. Please. Yeah. So I I audible oh, to this sucks. chicken enchilada burrito, and then of course uh-huh. the beefy frito. Well, I go back next time because I eat Taco Bell once a week because I'm a degenerate, <laughs> and. <laughs> What do you know, Chris? The chicken enchilada burrito's gone. I'm like, brother, why? You can't stop fucking me over, can you? <laughs> so I gotta get the shitty, like, chicken bullshit burrito. Oh. Uh, it just it just makes me so sad, Chris, because they keep taking away all of the good items. Like, or they increase oh. the price. They're like, oh, you want a Crunchwrap Supreme? That'll be $11. <laughs> like, do, you, like, do you want to donate no. to, the, to the local children's? Fuck no, no, I don't. All right. I want to donate to the fucking bring back the beefy crunch burrito fund. Dude, it's just oh, I had to get that off my system, Chris. There, I, I've been I've been had that rant built up in me, and you know I haven't had anybody to to let it out. So, look, I get it. You are preaching to the choir. I am definitely part of the BCBM, and okay. uh, I, I I approve I approve your. Uh, your disdain for what they're doing in this establishment. Just such a bummer. And, like, why are we... Put fries on the menu. Everybody wants the nacho fries, all right? Like, Mm -hmm. stop taking things... I don't go to McDonald's and they're like, oh, we don't have Big Macs anymore. Sorry. Like, get fucked. (laughs) Like, we actually got rid of French fries today. We don't have the big and tasty anymore. (laughs) Exactly. If I go to McDonald's and order a big and tasty, they're like, you just want a a hamburger with a tomato slice? I'm like, yeah, brother. (laughs) You want me to just punch you in the face? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh, man. Taco Bell is the only restaurant... Like, imagine going to Panda Express and they're like, actually, we don't have... uh, we don't have orange chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Limited time only. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, oh, dude, it's 
so annoying. That's unreal. And it's only their best unreal. items that they get rid of or raise the price on. Everything else stays the same. Yeah, I, I the, the goddamn the cheesy gordita crunch has now become like a six dollar item. It's oh, like yeah. why I'm not paying six dollars for that, brother? You better <laughs> lap three dollars off of that, and then we'll talk. Yeah, cheesy gordita crunch. Those are premium items. They, I mean, they might as well just. I I'm know. not in the. I don't, I'm not in that tax bracket. I <laughs> I can't fucking eat those. Can't afford that. But you know, Chris, what we, right. can, what we can afford is watching our our Netflix. Our Netflix castle. Yes, our our subscription to Netflix is what we spend our cheesy gordita crunch money on, and we are <laughs> we are booting it up. We are uh, we're going to the menu, and we are watching Castlevania Nocturne, uh, eight episodes, season one. Uh, I want to say it was uh, it was what October. No, it was, uh, it was the end of September 28th. So right at the end of last month, we're just, you know, a couple weeks in. Um, and just just a week after it was released, Cody, it got renewed for a second season. So it's, you know, again, the gripes we have aside, the show is the show did very well and it's good. It is good. It's just it just had big shoes to fill and it just fell a little flat. Um, now, obviously, you know, I was really excited because Nocturne is following our or at least my favorite member of the Belmont family, Richter Belmont and Cody. We're going to dive right in because we're um, here. We are post-revolutionary war in Boston, Massachusetts, 1783. And we're introduced to a very, very young, uh, you know, 10 year old Richter Belmont uh, with his, uh, you know, he is heading towards the Harbor um, with his mom. I guess it looked like they're trying to get on a boat to uh, just to, to leave the, uh, to leave the colonies. Um, but Cody, they are very quickly ambushed by a very, uh, powerful vampire, um, who I think it's really cool that he is of Aztec heritage. Uh, what's his name? Or, or- Orox? Yeah. Oryx? Yeah, yeah, it is. Orox. Yep. <clears throat> Orox. Yes. Who, um, pretty handily kills Richter's mom. Um, you know, she's about, you know, Julia Belmont. She is part of the Belmont clan. She has, she has one job and one job only, and that is slaying the beasts of the night. Um, but Cody, uh, Orox is a very old and powerful vampire and, uh, gets the best of her. But the big thing is, is when they start fighting, she tells Richter to head for the boat, just go. And what does he do? He fucking stays which ultimately gets his mom killed because she now has to like protect him. And that's really all it takes is just one little mistake. And Olrox just, just absolutely just fucking crushes her. Like, and I want to say what stabs her right in the chest with like this dragon tail thing that he has going on. Yeah. He kind of turns into like this snake form thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's definitely Richter's kind of like his fault. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. should have just went to the boat. Um, and we kind of get to see him growing up, and like he kind of like he kind of beats himself up over it, you know. And and that, and that makes sense, yeah, especially because right? Ulrock spares his life. Like it, it's that's the ultimate slap in the face. Like you know, I could kill you right now, but I think letting you live is probably going to punish you a lot more, which I think is really cool. Yeah, very similar to like you know, like the beginning of Afro Samurai. Uh, was another like yep. very similar intro. Um, Absolutely. 
Nat Noon, yeah, Chris. Then we kind of fast forward. That was in, I believe that was in Boston is when that took place. Yeah, Bo- Boston, Massachusetts. In Boston, you know, they're drinking pumpkin ales and eating Dunkin' Donuts and shit. Um, right. So they, uh, yeah, so then he, he flees to France. He actually gets on the boat, goes to France, and he is, uh, from there, he is raised by a, mem- uh, by a member of the Speakers, uh, which we know from... Uh, we know from the original Castlevania uh, a magician named Tara, Tara Renard and uh, her daughter Maria. Now Maria and Richter are like the two main characters of like the Rondo of Blood kind of arc in Castlevania so I was really excited to see Maria Um, and uh, so what So let me preface what I'm getting ready to say with this now, obviously, we're we're here in France during the French Revolution, um, and a lot of the um, there's you know the aristocratic kind of uh, you know just very stodgy, hoity-toity, bougie. Um, you know, most of that class is made up of vampires. Um, now, obviously, there Maria and Richter are part of the resistance of you know the common folk that are against this aristocratic um i guess not not government per se like I, I i don't have my history book in front of me i don't know what the you know all the deets of the french revolution but um but they're on the on the more uh on like the common folk side i want to say there's more religious um religious aspects to it as well um but anywho they're hunting vampires they're hunting the things um they're hunting the things that go bump in the night. Um, now, he he is made up of two bloodlines, obviously, because he is a descendant of Trevor and Sypha. So he can, you know, he he definitely has the knack for hunting vampires, but he doesn't. He can't access any of the magic from the other side of his bloodline, which we saw his mom using in the beginning. Yeah, and even he was using it at the beginning too. But he's kind of like lost that power. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very. You could just do like the fire, you know, the the little fireballs that don't do shit. Like it's like fucking Mario flicking the fire booger and th- the old Mario <laughs> is ultimately what this was. Um, but the big thing here that they they catch wind of are the vampires are talking about this messiah, um, and how they are, um, well, they catch the rumblings of this vampire messiah and they go they go relay this information to the abbot of the local church. Now, Cody, you know, as well as I do, it's a, it's an anime. It's a horror anime. Who is probably the bad guy here? Oh, brother. It's that fucking priest. <laughs> it's, it's the, you know, it's the church. If the church is involved in an anime or in a movie, in a show, you know, they're the bad guys. Always. Um, or video games. Don't forget that. Yeah. So, you know, not to let the cat out of the bag here, but, um, you know, we, there is a forge master out there. It's the priest, um, creating more night creatures, very similar to what we saw in the original Castlevania series. I believe it, it wasn't Isaac. It was Hector who was the forge master. Um, so he could just kind of like make these creatures, like basically the carcasses of humans and, and hell magic and turns them into, you know, creatures of the night, as it were. Um, so they're actually, uh, while they're encountering these night creatures, um, they're actually uh, rescued by two characters who, 
I hate to say it, but I, while I thought they were okay, like I didn't really care about these characters all that much. Um, we have um, we have a sorceress, uh, and which I thought I okay. I don't want to say I didn't care about these characters. I would have rather these characters kind of had their own thing and not kind of get meshed in with the Richter story. Cause I, I thought the Annette was a really cool character and there was a, there's a really cool story you can tell with her and we get a lot of her backstory, but she is a, she's from the Caribbean, but she's also a former slave who's, um, who, whose master was a vampire, which I thought it was a really, really cool. Uh, that's a really cool line to take. Yeah. Um, and her, and, and her, uh, her, friend, ba- her backstory, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Very cool. I mean, I'm glad really we got cool. to see her and uh, is it Edward, 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 who is a, uh, an opera singer. Um, he's uh he is also of, uh, he, uh, he was, he wasn't a slave cause he's, his race is mixed, but, um, but he's a, he's an opera singer. Um, and they are actually seeking Richter um, just because they were based on a, um, a vision that was given to them and also warning about the, um, you know, the same vampire messiah that's kind of this looming figure. Um, but also, Cody, where uh, a familiar face arrives in France as well, a, uh, a somebody who uh, is going to come face to face with Richter at some point here. And that's our boy, Olrox. And that's where the first episode ends. Um, and then kind of going right into the next one, uh, we we meet kind of our first big bad. Um, we're uh, Drolta, uh, uh, Drolta, that's her name. She is basically one of the emissaries or harbingers uh, for the vampire uh, messiah, who we learn is named uh, like Elizabeth Batroy or Bathroy or Elizabeth Bathory. Um, yeah, Elizabeth Elizabeth Bathory. Yes. Yeah, and I'll actually. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna stop you there for a second, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. Just, just uh, probably one of my only gripes is this Elizabeth Bathory. Where she's known as the Messiah for like the first like three or four episodes. I could be wrong. It might be like the first three, mm-hmm. and then they just they build her up like this reveal is going to be awesome, and then like it's like the beginning it's of episode flat. four or five that they just show her like she's just there, and it's like mm-hmm. that's your big bad, and it's like I I feel like. I don't know if she's a character or a villain in any of the games, but like she just looks like the red-haired witch from Hocus Pocus. Like she's just mm-hmm. like such a lame-looking vi- like all of the other characters at le- even if I don't even if I'm not a fan of some of like the side characters in the show, like at least they kind of look cool. Like she just looks so fucking lame. I was like, "Oh. That's our mm-hmm. that's our messiah person." Like yeah, it's the, the villain ends up being kind of lame. Like Drolta and, uh, looks this way episode, cooler. Olrox looks way cool. Like all of them yeah, look cooler. Yeah, like I, I would have been fine with them being the villains, right? Because like they like the when we meet Drolta, like she just fucking lays waste to and people. She's like, like taking out she, soldiers. Like I'm here on behalf of the yeah. Messiah. They're like who? There is only one Messiah, and she's like, mm, wrong. Yeah. Not that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, and this is the episode where we realize that, you know, who'd have thought the priest the the priest is actually the forge master and he is allying himself with the vampires in order to be on what he feels is the right side of the, the French Revolution. Um and back at our you know, back at our base camp here with our heroes, we actually get a little bit of backstory about Terra. Um, you find out that she 
is well aware of who this uh, this Bathory um, person is um, because her and her sister were actually like captured by her, and she actually fled, and her sister ended up becoming changed. Yeah, we got uh, to see. By a bathroom. Yeah, we got to see <clears throat> um, Tara like break into uh, Urzabeth's like, I guess jail or like, like where she was holding all palace the palace or dungeon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she and she went to save her sister, but her sister was fucking all she was all vampired up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Tara obviously is shook when she hears this name. She's like, it's almost like she's like, please tell me it's not Urzabeth Bathory. Turns out, yeah, Annette and Edward kind of spilled the beans that, like, it that, sure is. That's who it is. Um, <laughs> Funny you mention it. That's exactly who it is. Yeah, and then, but uh, I think it's in this same episode what, where we get uh, some of Annette and Edward's backstory, or maybe that's the next one. Yes, yeah, no, it's this episode because what they do is they're 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 you know once more into the breach, Cody. Now they're going to go ahead and uh, they make a plan to attack the uh, you know the the you know, this these upper class vampires at their at their palace. Um, but something happens here, Cody. They uh, they actually. Um, they get a little careless because Annette sees the the vampire who was actually her former master, uh, the vampire who enslaved uh, her and her mom, is there. Yeah, Valblanc. So, yeah, and, and so uh, she, she kind of hits the fan very quickly. Yeah, she kind of loses her cool, which of course, you know, like the moment they see all the vampires see these humans over there, they're like, what the fuck? And obviously... They're outnumbered, very much. Yeah, and they attack, um, and I mean, they're they're holding their own, but it's very Mm -hmm. clearly like they're they're just outnumbered. Um, Yeah, we gotta go. They basically have to flee. Um, We should mention that Annette has this power to control stone. I believe it's stone is technically Mm -hmm. what it is. Um, Yep. if If you know Gara from Naruto, very similar ability. She can make, like, bridges out of stone, mm-hmm. except instead of sanded stone, um, for that reference. Um, and so, like, they're using, like, they get to the point where they gotta cross this river, and Annette has to build this bridge. Mm-hmm. But as she's building it, she looks back and sees Edward get cra- get trapped by, like, some of the generals of this vampire army. And he's just yeah. eating yeah, up. Yeah, very quickly gets captured, and just, yeah. Quickly Damn shame. We've lo- <laughs> yeah, we've lost one of our main characters almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and so obviously, you know, leading into episode three, that's, this is the one where we find out about, yeah, Annette. this is where we get the, uh, yeah. Cause she's, she's pretty upset. Cause like Edward was like kind of the person who saved her effectively. Yeah. I would say um, like a, like a brother to her. And we got to kind of see, like, yes. you know, we see her as a slave and her, you know, escape from Valblanc, um, after he, mm-hmm. he killed her mother, um, and then she like that's when her powers kind of awakened and that kind of gave her some leeway to flee ended up yep. running to the the opera house basically seeing yep. edward on the Which... stage and then um you know we we see Valblanc kind of show up and he's like where's my slave my slave's here and you know edward's kind of like hey you're interrupting everybody you know you can handle your business afterwards and Valblanc's kind of like all right i'll come back after and and then of course you know, Edward finds Annette before Vablanc can, kind of gets her out of there, gets her to France, um, mm-hmm. and they and they kind of escape together, and they're kind of like a brother sister duo, really. So you can kind of see, you know, why Annette's grieving so hard for her, basically her brother, essentially. 
Um, <clears throat> but Chris, you know, that, that won't be the last we see of our boy Edward because he's going to get turned into a fucking night creature. Um, yes. Yeah, very, very quickly here. And I, this is one of my least favorite parts of the show because all he does for the rest of the show is just sit in his jail cell and sing. Um, yeah. I, it, it's, it's not my favorite. Um, I'm, I'm no opera um, fan, Chris, and I can't imagine that this is any, you know, not to knock like the voice act, the voice acting. I know you had some gripes about it, but I thought the voice acting in this show was pretty good to me. Um, but the singing, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to. Yeah, it's, it. Uh, I thought the voice acting was very. It's, it's not that the voice acting was terrible. It's like it just didn't match what was happening on screen. Uh, in a lot of instances, at least, you know, when I was watching it, you know, it, it, it just seemed like it missed the mark a couple times. But I mean, like I said, the, the voice acting, the voices themselves were not bad. It's just I feel like they didn't match what was happening on the screen. Um, but uh, then we uh, we go back to Olrox here and uh, he's going to run into. Um, well, Olrox shows up at the church and. um our boy, uh, our, our boy, Abbott Emmanuel has a uh, has a uh, Olrox's soon to be love interest, his uh, his knight Misric, um, who's a cool character. Um, yeah, I kind of wish we got to see a little bit more of him. Um, yeah, but maybe he sees. But he uh, he basically he, or um, was Olrox basically kind of tells them that, like, look, like you shouldn't like she, uh, she's going to turn on you. Like it's not. I don't know what you're thinking. You're talking about Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Elizabeth's gonna, gonna turn on. Like, she's not going to honor this alliance. Like, y- it may work for a little bit, but it's not going to last. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, of course, we have our good guys, and I guess we could touch on a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. um, Richter is staying with Tara and Maria. Um, yeah, he, Jeff- he kind of has been for a, a while. Yeah, and so like. Yeah, obviously they got Annette staying with them now because they're like the the revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria introduces Annette to some of the other revolutionaries. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously they're just teaming up. Um, excuse me. Got the got the beer burps already. Um, <clears throat> but you know, Chris, while they're while they're doing all this, um, they get attacked by night creatures once again. Um, yep. And one of these night creatures, Annette realizes, is Edward. He's been turned into yep. when she recognizes him by the eyes, um, mm-hmm. and it actually. Well, kills... he, and he has this cool little. Um, I like his little. Um, he's got like an extra pair of hands that's like over his eyes. Like it, the character design looks really cool. Yeah, it almost it almost reminds me of like a kind of like Tomura Shigaraki, Great. where like the hands cover like, yes. like the fingers like cover part of his eyes, like, mm-hmm. and you know ends up actually killing one of the other night creatures to save a net. And so then yes. the other, you know, the rest of the night creatures are like, yo, what the fuck? They they take him and fly him back. And then we got our boy Monster Edward trapped in his cell singing like a like a damn yeah, Literally for the rest of the show, he he's just going to in his jail cell and sing. Um, and the next step, and then at this point, that's when the good guys realize that the, the church is probably in cahoots with the vampires. So this is the episode that kind of pisses me off the most because they um they go ahead and go into the church catacombs and sure enough they uh, I will say this is where they run right into them in the catacombs because um they, do, do, um 
Drolta's there to speak with the abbot to learn more about, you know, his capability uh, to make night creatures. They start talking about their alliance. Obviously, Olrox is there kind of checking out, you know, just just watching what's going on. Yeah, he's got his he's got his toes in the water. Just 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 Yeah, he's hanging out. Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, uh, Edward is locked down here in these catacombs in his jail cell, um, and they run into Drolta and Abbott down there in the catacombs, and that's when they, you know, the group realizes that well, and and Tara specifically is shocked can that 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 Ab, the Abbott Emmanuel has like it's it's like it's so not like him to be to be in league with vampires like well obviously a because he's part of the church which should be the main reason that he's involved with them and b that like he's just not that type of person um so obviously what do they do they fight we have some really cool fight scenes here like some really really solid fight scenes here um but what really pisses me off cody it all comes to a screeching halt when Olrox reveals himself and richter runs like a little bitch just leaves everybody just just drops his shit and just runs yeah takes his ball and goes and home. doesn't does not stop running until he reaches water he runs until he cannot run anymore and it was i i hated this part cody like i hate it i yeah. hate it i was definitely not a fan because they were kind of like and it's it's another one of my small gripes about the show is they were kind of like building Richter to be like another mm-hmm. Trevor. Like he was kind of like, you know, like how Trevor was kind of vulgar, would say some kind of like, you know, just outlandishly vulgar things. But it was cool because it was Trevor and Trevor's cool. Like it seemed like they were trying to build Richter as that character. And then this moment happens is like, it's just like, what a pussy. Like just a total fucking pussy. This is the guy that killed your mom that you got this big grudge over and you're just going to fucking run away while all the homies are fighting for their like Annette's fighting to get to Edward Hera still fighting even though her and Maria are shocked that Emmanuel the or the abbot is working with the bad guys Mm -hmm. like everybody else is ready to you know keep their hands up and fight uh and and he just pusses out and runs away it is definitely frustrating but yeah 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 well that's all right though because uh it's definitely a we we go right into the next episode with some uh, some re- the next episode really redeems itself because we get some um you know we get some nice conversations with Drolta and Olrox you know she's you know she's kind of persuading him to join with uh, Urzabet and that how Urzabet can basically blotch out the sun um and we get a really cool scene where Annette now that she knows that Volblank is there she actually hunts him down and tries to get some information out of him and i love like she like traps him inside this cage as the sun's coming up really really cool um it was it was great for him to see him get his comeuppance but the big thing we find out here is where her power comes from is like urzabet had like drank in the blood of uh, a sekhmet who's like an, an i believe what an egyptian god or sumerian god or something yeah i think it was um, one of those two, so, yeah. so that's like where she like the 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 source of her power comes from. Um, yeah, obviously she's also... And then we like, see him just fucking burn up. Yeah, she's also like a vampire also, but like... Yeah. See her at one point kind of like transform into this segment creature thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, the the scene with Voblonk, like... And that gets hers. Like, she she definitely gets hers. Um, yeah, it's great. Chris, 
I, I think it's like Terra, Maria, and maybe a Richter hasn't come back yet, but like... They're like no, Richter's still being a bust. I can't remember. They're about to head out, and sure enough, the Abbot just pulls up. And yeah. He, he just kind of spills the beans that he's the Forge Master, and he chose to... You mm-hmm. know, he thought this was the best side of the revolution, doing stuff for God. You know, he does the whole, like, churchy shit. Um, and that he's yeah, an Cody, ally that's of, not it. He's an ally of the, this other messiah. You know, you can't be supporting two messiahs, all right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the church frowns upon that very much. But, I, Cody, I think the big thing here with our, our boy Abbott, uh, Abbott Emmanuel here is uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, broken like the cardinal sin he uh he is laying with a woman and uh maria is the result of that uh that indiscretion of his we find out he is maria's father where's where's moritovich at where's where's he is the father man maury is on it with (laughs) on it which of course is just like you know maria's pretty upset about that which is totally shocking to maria because tara had told maria that her father had died like yeah, and so Maria's kind of like, obviously she's torn up that Mom Dukes was lying, um, but obviously like, you know, it's not like a good reason to lie. Um, I don't know, you know, poor Maria, she's just caught in the middle of this uh, this custody battle or whatever you want to call it here. Um, yeah. And obviously to find out that your dad is alive, he's a priest, and he's working with the enemy. Like it's just it's it's a lot for. A girl to handle. Yeah, it, it is a complete strikeout. <laughs> you just do not. You, you you hate to get that kind of news all at once. Yeah. But it's okay, Cody, because from there we go to some really good news. Uh, obviously, we catch back up with Richter, um, and we're in a little a uh, little tavern, and uh, we encounter uh, what I which I was actually really real. I was really surprised. I thought it was really really cool that uh, we got this. Um, we are introduced to Juiced Belmont, Richter's grandfather, and we realize that when uh, when he takes the uh, the vampire killer and just like this, I will say this: what vampire comes in looking for him and like just starts talking mad amounts of shit, and Juice just makes short fucking work of this clown. Yeah, using Richter's whip, even he just grabs yeah. Richter's whip and just fucking just slaughters this vampire. Very similar. It reminded me of. This episode five is probably like the first episode where I was like, okay, this is a good because you know one through mm-hmm. four it was kind of not cookie cutter, but it was like, oh, the church is bad, the vampires are bad, blah blah. Like, it was very predictable. Yeah, it was very and like yeah, re- paint by numbers. They turned Richter into a stuff. bitch, and yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, episode five is when the show I was like, okay, I'm in. Like the end of episode five, they, they definitely write the ship here. Yeah, and it reminded me of that first scene with Trevor at. at in the bar in the in episode one of Castlevania. Oh, when when he gets kicked in the nuts yeah. multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, of course, you know, just or juiced, excuse me, Belmont, you know, beats a vampire ass and then reveals himself to be Richter's grandpa. So, um, yeah, which which is cool because juiced is from I want to I can't remember if he's from Harmony of Dissonance or something of Despair. Yeah, he, um, he's he's from, he's from yeah Harmony of Dissonance. Harmony of Dissonance, yes, thank you. I believe. Um, which I is an believe. awesome, awesome Castlevania game. Um, all the GBA ones are great. All the DS ones are great. So, yeah, that's Or is what... it Port... No, he's not from Portrait of Ruin. He's from Harmony of Dissonance. Yeah, Harmony mistaken. of Dissonance. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance. Okay. Yeah, it's a good... That's a good... The cover looks sweet. I've never played it. Yeah, it's a, it's a... 
You know, if it's, it's, if it's got old man juiced. <laughs> well, I want to say all you got to do is pick up the. Uh, it, there's there's two ways you can play all the great Castlevania games. One, just get the uh, the uh, Castlevania knock. Is it called Nocturne? It's the no, not Nocturne uh, Requiem, where you get Rondo of Blood. And you, have a P- you can buy it on PS5. It's Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night, which I think is the best one-two punch of Castlevania games you can buy. Or if you buy the GBA collection, you can get Harmony of Dissonance on that, plus Dracula X, which is like the shitty American version of Rondo of Blood. But either way, highly recommend those. As, as... One of these days, I got to get around to it. I have to. I have to yeah, play you need Castle. to. Because I've never, you're I've fucking never, up. I've only played like a little bit of some of like the old, old like Castlevania one and two games, and mm-hmm. I just get my ass beat on those. <laughs> yeah, you just need to just get just they're get just, they're just old Nintendo on games, your... and they're hard. Like every old Nintendo yeah. game, like I don't know. Just pick up Requiem on your PlayStation Five. Just play Rondo of Blood, but play, play Sym- Symphony of the Night is one of the best video games ever made. Yeah, that's ever a, made. That's one by that, a mile. If, if there's one I have to play, it's that one. I think it's 100% that one. It's a, it's a desert Island game for sure. But, uh, so yeah, so the next episode, Cody, uh, are, you know, which again, kind of just, it just falls flat. Uh, Elizabeth arrives and she's like nine feet tall. Um, you know, obviously the vampires are so happy that she's there. She's going to lead them to the promised land. Uh, but while that's going on, we got Edward who's you know still fucking singing down in the catacombs. But what's also cool is, is he's actually able to reach some of the other night creatures. Um, cause there's one in particular, uh, that we didn't really cover here. Um, Jacques, who was a member of the resistance that we met early on, oh, yeah. he was, he was captured. He he was he wasn't captured. He was a uh, leaving a tavern. He was attacked and bitten and turned into a night creature. And they, I want to say it was at the it was at the party at the at the at the palace that they noticed Jacques. Uh, though they, they when they were dumping his corpse into the pile to yeah. take to be turned into night creatures, they were like, "Oh my God, there's Jacques." Yeah, Maria um, Maria noticed him. And he's yeah. he's of course become a night creature, and Edward, you know, with his singing and his communication, has kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of like, it got him to acknowledge like his his former like human life, and like yep. he's kind of like become a like we got good guys on as monsters now, um, which is kind it's kind of a neat a neat little twist there. Yep, and then we get some uh, we get some alone time with uh, Olrox and Mizrak. You know, they get done just doing they get done doing the snappy nappy, the Uchiwali, the Ilnana. Um, but what I really like here is that you actually get a lot of Olrox's backstory. You know, you realize that he is, um, you know, he I, you know he was Aztec, so he got to he got to be around during the time of the conquistadors, and he actually. You know, obviously him and Mizrak have this conversation about like people they've loved. And, you know, he, he mentions, you know, Olrox mentions the one person he actually truly loved was a Mohican that he actually turned into a vampire. And the reason he was so ready to kill Julia is, well, Julia killed fucking her, his man. Julia killed his man. And, uh, of course, and being Julia he Belmont. did not take. Yes, though the one who fucking bought the farm in episode one. <clears throat> so that kind of explains that. So he gets some really cool backstory there. Um, and then, uh, and then um, while that's going on, Chris, we also get some. You know, Justin Richter kind of have a a grandpa grandson sit down talk where you know he kind of describes to Richter basically like 
you know, that, like they're bonding over Julia, obviously that being his daughter, and he he kind of yep. regrets, like he, he's like, I was a pretty shitty father, like he kind of like Julia went off on her own to America, and he kind of wished wished he had, he had followed and like helped her, but she had to like go off on her own. But he, I don't know, he he, he describes that he was kind of just like a shitty shitty dad, basically, um, <clears throat> and definitely kind of like you know wants to help out Richter in any way he can to kind of. I guess kind of atone for that, um, and um, basically, I'm trying to think of how we have a fight break out, and I'm trying to remember how that happened. Yeah, well, well, it's just because they're well. We'll get to that in a second because that's coming up here soon because they kind of work their way down to uh, they because I want to say they get ambushed. <clears throat> they they get ambushed down there. But one of the things that also happens too is uh, Drolta realizes that the Abbot has a daughter, which she is going to leverage uh, here shortly. Um, yeah, because that's right. Obviously, yeah, because the Abbot told Tara he was like, "I'll always make I'll make sure I protect her." Um, and then you see, yeah. then next thing you know, Drolta knows about it, and it's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to use that as fucking leverage." Yep. Yep. Um, and I want to say. I can't remember if it's an ep- it's uh it's in this episode, yes. Um where they um uh I can't remember uh that they because they're down there by the water, like like I wanna say I forget what they're doing. I think they're just hanging out shooting the shit and they get attacked <laughs> by um I don't uh by just a bunch of night creatures that drolt you know, drolt uh Sent out. I don't remember if Drolt is with them or not, but they no, uh, the, no. the battle basically. We, we have this big uh, power up moment basically for Richter, and he dons the headband that he got from. He got the headband from these uh, girls, and uh, they were in the bar, weren't they? No, they were just like ran like after he had his little runaway moment before he met Grandpa. He ran into some girls, and they actually gave him one of the headbands. Oh, that's really right. That's the right. They were they were like part of like this. Uh, it was like a symbol of whatever organization they belong to. And uh, he puts on the headband. He fucking Rambo's out of the swamp. And then he starts getting the cool Richter powers here. Yeah, and it, he makes short fucking work of these uh, these monsters. Yeah, it's basically like Terra, Maria, and Annette get like ambushed by night creatures. And, you know, when all mm-hmm. hope is lost, then Richter shows up, headband on. Shooting magic, mm-hmm. torture—I mean, just fucks all these vampires up. But then, like, this is when the show like really picks up. Um, mm-hmm. Now Richter's back, you know, you know, the team's back together. Um, you know, meanwhile, of course, everybody's over there beating off Elizabeth. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, we love her. Blah blah blah. She's our messiah. Yada yada yada. Gonna black mm-hmm. out the sun, and it'll be endless night. And. <sighs> Um, <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, Richter, the gang's back together. Time to go. Time to go. Uh, you know, no more running away now, Chris. We're going into <laughs> kick ass and take names. Um, yep. Well, the the big problem here is, uh, you know, we kind of got, uh, you know, Drolta and Urzabet have uh, trapped the Abbot in a little game of, you know, how loyal, how, you know, how loyal are you to me? Because basically, they they want. Um, the abbot to basically i want to say they want him to they want him to sacrifice his daughter yep as a show of um as a show of loyalty to her as a bet and of course he reluctantly agrees um yeah well, and then we had kind of have a 
we have a quick moment here with Rit with Richter and Annette, which it seems like they're kind of forcing this uh this kind of very I don't know, like not uh, I'm all I'm all I'm okay with like a love story if it makes sense, but I feel like they're really forcing it here. But yeah. so I'm glad it gets interrupted. Yeah, I always thought I don't know. At least from the the show, from what I've seen, I thought he was always closer with Maria, but maybe that's more of like a brother sister relationship. Um, but they're definitely like forcing some kind of relationship there. Um, but then you know Maria kind of goes off, sneaks away to go meet up with her dad, um, or the Abbot, as it were. Um, I guess we could talk about like Maria can like summon these like these birds and like this wolf creature like from. I guess it's just part She's of like, like the Beastmaster from yeah. the movie Beastmaster. Exactly, yeah. And so she uses her birds to fly up to, you know, to meet up with her dad. And, you know, of course he kind of like turns and he's like ready to sacrifice her, which of course, you know, the rest of our crew is, is not too far behind. You have Tara, we have um, yep. Annette and Richter. Um, and Chris, this is kind of like our, our big final fight scene. You know, it's, you know, they got night creatures, yep. we got. Um, Drolta's there. They're all fighting, you know. And and I was I was worried for our girl Tara. I thought Tara wasn't going to make it out of this. But yeah. Well, one of the things that happens here too is our our Mizrak, our our boy um, you know, realizes that the um that it's that the abbot is actually on the side of the vampires, which he is just absolutely just fucking abhorred by. And he actually runs and gets the rest of the gang and is like, Hey, y'all better fucking come yeah. quick. Uh, he's about to sacrifice Maria. So fucking That's chop, right. chop, let's get over there. That's right. Shout out to the boy Mizrak for saving the day. I, I couldn't remember how they all got there. I was like, I know they get there somehow. And yeah, it was Mizrak, Mizrak mm-hmm. and Olrocks kind of like helps out from the sidelines. So, you know, obviously Olrocks, Olrox and Richter have their beef, but Olrox kind of, mm-hmm. like, he wants to maintain a good relationship with the Messiah Urzabet, but also mm-hmm. protect and kind of, like, look over, look after Mizrak, and, like, almost, he, he's, like, a very much an anti-hero. I think they're going to kind of get to the point where when they face off, I think Richter's going to kind of, like, beat his ass and then kind of let him go, is what I'm ex- what I'm expecting. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem like a vengeance story. I feel like it's going to get to the point where he's helped them out. And they're kind of just going to go their separate ways, or maybe he'll sacrifice himself to protect the crew. I don't know. I di- I just see something like that happening, to be honest. Um, yeah, and the other thing too, the uh, the machine that the Abbot uses to make the uh, make the night creatures, they obviously want to destroy that. But Cody, it's something they can't really destroy. They've actually got to send it to hell. They've got to open up the gates of hell themselves and shove it in. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a whole fucking thing they got to do. So everybody kind of has their role here in this final battle, um, which again, it's fine. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, while while the while the fight's going on, before Urzabet shows up, she uses her mm-hmm. powers to create a solar eclipse, which obviously yep. hints towards the the never ending night. Yeah, brother. It's like thirty days a night, man. What's the how how do, how do vampires thrive? You just block out the sun. That'll uh, yeah, exactly. That'll do it. Makes sense to me. Um, and then Urzabet kind of shifts into this Sekhmet form, which is that Egyptian, or I think it was it's, Egyptian. Yeah. Card, um, mm-hmm. which, which, not to be confused with, you know, the Yu-Gi-Oh card, Obelisk, the Tormentor, or any of those. Um, Obviously. I had, I had to, it was a layup, Chris. I had to, I had to, I had to take <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so, you know, like, like we said, the abbot's trying to sacrifice his daughter Maria. Tara and the others show up and fight. Rolta shows up. Richter shows up. You know, 
we, we, we got the 5v5 Survivor Series. It's happening right yeah, now. Exactly. There's no Dolph Ziggler involved here, so you don't know who's going to actually win. Um, That's right. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to remember, like, oh, Annette goes down and meets up with Edward, um, and he, he kind of gives her the, the 411. On, he thinks he can reawaken the other night creatures, get them back to themselves, mm-hmm. join his cause, um, which then that's like, all right, cool, I can focus on, you know, destroying the machine. Um, but then Chris Erzabet arrives. And, mm-hmm. I mean, she's beating ass. Straight up beating ass. Um, and uh, basically is planning on not killing Maria. Like, uh, we thought she was going to be sacrificed. Plans on turning in, her into a vampire. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Mizrak, you know... Uh, Mizrak's there fighting. Ulrox actually pulls Mizrak out of there. Um, I think doesn't he? Pull? I'm trying to remember. Well, he like he like takes him away, and Mizrak uh, he's like, we should flee, and like you know, let's let's get out of here. Like we we can't do anything there. And Mizrak's like, how about fuck that? And he runs back. Like he's like, I can't, can't I abandon. can't abandon. You know, yeah. So he just the homies. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just turns back around and. Yeah, and then of course Tara, you know, takes one for the team. Mama Duke. She does. Says, "Hey, you know, turn me. Don't turn my daughter. Leave her alone. I'll, I'll you know, I, I've got, you know, I've got these speakers powers." Um, yep. Which is very intriguing to uh, Urzabet, which is uh, why she ex- she actually accepts the trade. Yep. And so you know, Tara tells Richter to flee with Maria. Um, the abbot realizes that Terra's sacrificed to spare Maria. Um, and, yeah, basically, there's a bit... Well, she does it. She also wants, like, hey, don't hurt them. Let them go, and I'll I'll step in and be your, be your sacrifice. Um, which, of course, why would you ever make that deal with the villain? The villain does, never honors that deal. So... She goes ahead and tries to go ahead and uh, go ahead and kill them. And uh, but they are able to break through. I want to say actually, I want to say it's um, fuck because they basically break through the wall of the castle, and they are hauling ass out of there. Yeah, this um, is Richter, Annette, Maria, and Mizrak are running away. Um, uh, yep. Olrox has kind of dipped off for a little bit. Tara has been turned into yeah. a vampire servant of Urzabeth, and Drolta is in hot pursuit, Chris. But. With her, uh, with her minions. But by God, Chris, that's that's a familiar music we hear there. That's that's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's our boy Alucard who just shows up out of nowhere and, and just, fucking just hands Drolta a fucking L. Just L's handed out for free. Um, mm. And you know our boy Alucard is there. Yeah, obviously, we know him from you know being the son of Dracula. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, and that's kind of just where we end it. We just end it with uh, with Alucard showing up to save the day, which uh, you know opens us up for the next season, which we are confirmed to be getting. Yeah, it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. We don't get to finish off the big bad. We're gonna save that for season two, but we got our boy Alucard here, um, which yeah. definitely uh, you know, kind of evens things out. I think evens the playing field. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, to to me, Alucard and like Richter, like that's the that's the one two that's the one two punch I need in my life. Yeah, I mean that's the tag team champs right there. Um, that, that is that 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 is the Usos, man. They're 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 back. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see where the show goes. Um, obviously, you know the first four episodes I was kind of eh, 
Um, but, you know, from the moment, like, Richter kind of came back and we get just and um, mm-hmm. I was definitely in. Um, and I'm I'm excited for season two. Uh, you know, had some small gripes about season one. I think the villain's kind of lame. Maybe we'll get some back more backstory on her. Um, obviously, I'm stoked to see Alucard, although I think it's kind of like a... Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Alucard's just unfair. I feel like it's kind of like a... <laughs> They've got the cheat code now, um, but they, you know. they do. They definitely have got the. Uh, they got the unlock the boss character. No, I'm interested to see how Ulrox and and Richter eventually they're going to face off, and I think it's going to be one of those like, I th- I think Ulrox is gonna you know maybe he sacrifices himself or maybe he mm-hmm. he does enough to earn Richter's approval to where he kind of like lets the past be in the past and he kind of like forgives him or you know we'll see how it all plays out because obviously like you mentioned um, it is renewed for a season two. Um. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it was a solid watch. Not as good as the original, of course, but that's a, that's those are tough shoes to fill, right? Yeah, it it wasn't my favorite, but I, it, it was worth watching, and I'm glad I watched it. But uh, I, I don't see myself. I I might throw it on for like background noise, maybe, but I don't see myself sitting down watching it again anytime soon. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how season. We'll see if season two can write the ship. But uh, overall, it was fine. Um, but Cody, with it, with, with that being said, we got to find a place to put it on our rankings. Yeah, we do. Um, hmm. I I already know where mine's going. Mine's going to be right under Spriggan as my new number 19. So right between right under Spriggan and right above Trigun Stampede. Okay. I I think that's where this one's at for me. I was kind of worried you were going to put it a little lower. I was, I was unsure where you were going to throw this one. No, I, I think it's fine. I think it's better than Stampede. Um, you know, obviously, we, I think Jujutsu Kaisen will probably jump up the more the more we get to see of that. But uh, I think that's when I look at everything above it. I think that's a good spot for it right now. That may change when we get season two, but right now, that's excuse me. I'm an old man. It's approaching my bedtime. But that uh, but right now, that's as high as I can put it. I think there were just a lot of things that I just didn't care about. Yeah, that I, I like I thought would. Yeah, I think for me I'm gonna put it pretty low. I'm gonna put it it's gonna be my new number twenty five. I'm gonna put it above Steins Gate and just below Afro Samurai. Um mm-hmm. I don't hate the show. I you know, I definitely like a lot more of the, the second the mm-hmm. I guess the second half. I mean it's only eight episodes, so it's you know, it, it's only we've only watched a little bit. Um mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like the original Castlevania did so much more with four episodes than this one did with eight. Yeah, like the the build up to seeing Alucard, like the mm-hmm. the intro was just better. Like they have Dracula. Like Dracula is just too fucking cool. Like it's it's hard yeah. to compete with. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see where the show goes. Obviously, we mm-hmm. don't have that fucking like piece of shit like writer on this one who was like, you know, like yeah, I don't remember what he was. He was like. I can't remember if he was. He is doing some all kinds of bad stuff, like. But you know, just doing something naughty. Yeah, what was that guy's name? Warren Ellis. That that's the fucking. Uh huh. Yeah. At least he's he's gone from his like sexual assault and misconduct and all that fucked up shit he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they can. This show has has legs, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be great. Um, we'll just have to see how season two plays along. Um. Yeah. Yeah, definitely excited. Obviously, we're going to cover, you know, season two whenever that drops. Um, but of course, Chris, we're, we're going to be covering Blood, The Last Vampire next. So um, I'm excited. 
look forward to that. Chris, I think we might have to watch this on the dark web. Um, we'll, we'll figure right, it we'll out. We'll sort it out. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Um, but yeah, guys, if you guys want to follow along, Blood the Last Vampire, it's only like a 45-minute movie. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a short one, but it's kind of like the precursor that goes into... Um, obviously, the live action is a retelling of that. Um, Blood mm-hmm. Plus is one of my like sleeper favorite animes. I watched it... God, I don't even know when I watched it. Probably like 2010? Maybe 2010? Mm-hmm. I, w- I watched it a long time ago. Um, and I've only seen it once all the way through, so that might be something that eventually I, I throw on a on a poll eventually. Um, because there is another series called Blood Sea, I believe is what it's called, that I've never checked out. So that whole the whole Blood quote unquote series has quite a bit um, to unpack there. So um, yeah, we're gonna start with the movie and then uh, eventually do the live action, like we said. Um, but you know, we'll get to we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But uh, Chris, any uh. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up for Castlevania Nocturne? Nah, man. I just, uh, I hope, I hope it can be better. I just hope the next season of Castlevania Nocturne gets us where we need to go because uh, they really took their time on this first part. So we'll we'll see where it goes. Now, Chris, not to spoil the game for me or anybody that hasn't played it. Is this like very loosely following the game? Like, or... oh, brother, we have. Are we, we are, are we off the rails? Like, we're, we're not. We're off the rails. We're not even there yet. We got some of the same named people, and that's about it. Okay. That that's that's about it so far, yeah. Okay, well maybe we'll maybe we'll get back on track on season two, but um, yeah, guys, that's you know it's it's past Chris's bedtime, it's past my bedtime. We got to get to we we got work in the morning. Uh, we're mm-hmm. gonna have to sign off here. So guys, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Cody Snodgrass. And I'm Chris Adams, and thanks for hanging out as always. <laughs>